Hola amigos, welcome to a brand new, absolutely shining example of a new podcast subgenre within The Strange Perspective. Of course, I'm talking about, as you saw in the title, a Marx Perspective with my wonderful co-host, Freddy. Together, we're going to go through all of the WrestleManias. So if you're listening to this, I'm guessing you're a wrestling fan. This is a sub-podcast, a sub-genre, if you will, to my strange perspective. It will release separately. And amigos, if you do decide to listen to this, thank you so much. Let's fucking begin! Bring it Yes. We saw WrestleMania 1. Yeah. This is the first fucking episode. This is how we fucking begin. I gotta fucking know. Now we've started from the beginning till the end. The very first thing you say in this podcast, aside from the in- introduction, what did you think of WrestleMania 1? Well, I found it really entertaining. Entertaining. And uh, it made me realize why I think WWE is a broke product. How come? Well, the wrestling in these matches that I saw, we saw, um, it was nothing complicated. It was just straight up the basics of wrestling. Yeah, very basic wrestling. Uh, put someone over, and the shine, and the put down, and stuff like that. How to break someone's shine, stuff like that. So, it felt like simple, basic wrestling... This is why I started watching wrestling and basically why it stopped, <laughs> pretty much. Um, all the matches I saw today, I don't even know how to describe them, actually, because well, I only felt that that was all I ever wanted to see. That's the thing. It's, a lot of people give shit to old-school promoters like Jim Cornette. Yeah. And... Because everyone loves these old flippy wrestlers that can do 150 vols and they can do 850s jumps from the turnbuckle. But the thing is, watching back on WrestleMania 1, which is known as not a good WrestleMania, the most basic fucking shit works till this day. Because here's my here's my opinion on, on WrestleMania 1. It was a hell of a lot better than I thought it would be. Yeah. Me too. I'm I'm really impressed. Yes, I was like, this isn't bad. This is actually interesting. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. Yeah, let's start from the beginning. As uh, amigos, I wrote down, not noted down, as I <coughs> said before this podcast episode. I wrote down Are able to how we're going to start with this, and uh, let's start with the very first thing: the fucking intro to WrestleMania One, the fucking guitar playing, yeah. the slideshows. It was 
the most 80s thing I've ever seen, yeah. and I loved every fucking second of it. Yeah, it was, I felt like it was, <clears throat> the, for our generation, if we think of something stereotypical, that was it. Exactly, like, <laughs> okay, I want you to do stereotypical 80s intro. Yeah. Boom. And you had it. WrestleMania <laughs> yeah. intro. You go like, God, that's fucking beautiful. Yeah. That is fucking beautiful. And let's go to the first match. The first, the very first match of WrestleMania. Tito Santana yeah. versus the Execution. Versus the Executioner. Yeah. That's the, amigos, that's the first fucking match in the first fucking WrestleMania. That, that gotta be more legendary than having the main event. Of course it is. Because that's the first match ever on the first ever WrestleMania. But I imagine Vince going, my God. I fucked up. You're fired. You're fired. Executioner. Because Tito Santana was in there in a long time. Yeah. And look, the match itself, not every match in this preview was a home runner. Not every match in this preview was But what fucking WrestleMania is? None. Exactly. But the first thing I noticed with this WrestleMania, or I think pay-per-views in general from this era, from this era, was, my God, they do not light up the stadium. No, the all the spotlights are hundred percent focused on the wrestlers, which and everything else is dark as fuck. And that's something I wanted to ask you: <laughs> Do you prefer when all the spotlights are on the wrestlers and the arena itself is dark? Yeah. Or do you prefer how it is today when you have spotlights all over the arena to show how big the crowd is? What do you prefer? Am I allowed to curse? Fucking curse away. Okay. Fucking Fuck. curse away. Fuck yeah. The thing is, I have no need to see the ugly people in the crowd. I have no need to understand how many people there are in the arena. I have no need to watch them or see them being discussed by the way they look. Saying, I just want to see the wrestlers. So I actually liked this. I did not see that creepy long haired guy in the front row, which you, me, and two of our friends have seen for every freaking WrestleMania for years. And I don't want to see the guys dressed up in cosplay like Hulk Hogan or Randy Savage. You, you bought this fucking pay per view because you want to see the wrestlers. Yeah. See, the thing is, I'm, I'm divided in this shit because I agree with you on that. But at the same time, I feel like I want to be reminded that this is a humongous event. The thing is, by only putting the spotlights on the wrestlers, you forget that, oh, right, oh, fuck, this is WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. This is WrestleMania. But how about if you, if we take WrestleMania like we have nowadays with pre-shows or kickoff or yeah, it's, whatever. It's a whole fucking shebang. Yeah, God, yeah, it is. Was was la la the latest one was seven, eight hours? Uh, all together with pre-show and the whole like all together is like yeah, seven and a, seven and a half hours. Yeah, talk about anal. But the, anywho, the, I mean, how about you have the the lights up when the pre-show is or the kickoff, so you can just see because not everyone watches the pre-show. Yeah, true. Look, the good thing is that when the wrestlers win yeah. or when the match is over. They light up the crowd. Yeah. So that's a good thing. So then you get you get to be reminded of mm. that. Yeah. So there's there's cons and pros with it. But I'm not sure which side I, I... I don't know what I prefer. 
The thing is, I don't know what I prefer, but actually seeing for the first time how it is when you only put the spot on, spotlight on wrestlers, maybe that's why I don't know what I prefer. Because it was such a shock. It's such a... It's such a shock compared to how it is today. Yeah, it, it felt weird. Yeah, it felt like... The only thing I can think of is, oh shit, we're watching WrestleMania. Yeah. But maybe after a couple of WrestleManias, because amigos, we're going to go through all of them. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of booze. And we're going to need a lot of alcohol. And we're going to go to... <laughs> my liver is going to die. Anyway. Bro, I'm going to die with you. Or my liver is. I would not have wanted anyone else. Shares for dead livers. Sorry for headphone users. <laughs> That's why you use your cell phone. Anyway, point <laughs> is, I'm not sure what I prefer. Keep that in mind, amigos. For anyone wanting to decide to follow the series, we'll see how I feel about it in the consequential WrestleMania yeah. that, that goes on. Anyway, let's keep forward. What did you think of the first match? Tito Santana versus the Executioner. Just summarize well, it as, as short as you can. My first impression was, this is going to be cheesy as fuck. The Executioner, the way he looked. I was like, shoot me now. WWF, this is why WCW kicked your fucking ass. Oh, yeah. But, uh, no, I really liked it. It was simple. It was what wrestling is supposed to be. You don't need high-flying moves. You don't need to overdo it. You don't need OMG moments. That match which that that match was pitch perfect. And I don't recall seeing one single botch. Right? Yeah. Fucking right? Yeah. And I don't recall believing that something was stiff. I mean goes I agree one hundred percent with what 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 he's saying, what Freddie's saying. And even if there was a botch it's so implemented in the style of wrestling that they're doing because it truly was, let's make this as real as possible, not necessarily by beating the shit out of each other, but, <laughs> but by our, our body language. Yeah. It's the things you do between the moves. I swear to God, this podcast special is going to make me, for every podcast episode, I'm going to be more like Jim Cornette. Yeah. These motherfuckers, all they do is jump around they don't make it look real. There's a point to it. There's a he has a point. All right then. What's your rating for this match? Hmm. Well, can I divide it up in two? I guess. One for the match, one for the characters. All right, sure. Yeah. Characters, I will give a two. Because when it comes to uh, the executioner, that was like. That's your version of a created superstar in a WWE 2K or THQ video game where you haven't unlocked shit for your customization. So that was just a cheap wrestler. You try to make it look cool with the limitations you have. And what was the opponent's name? Tino Santana. Yeah, that was, that's a what Latino I said. A Latino legend, if you mind. I think he's Latino. Anywho... He felt really generic. But wait, you've never seen Tito, Tito Santana? No, I He's know. He's a legitimate I, Hall of Famer. Yeah, I know. But the thing is, when it you've comes to... you heard the name, but you've yeah, never seen him. Yeah, I've heard him. I've, mm. I've heard about him. I've heard a lot about him. People really love him and respect him. But I have never seen anything myself. 
he was a real good wrestler. I was amazed. He was really great. But generic. Oh, yeah. Uh, he looked generic. He is generic. Yeah. And I feel the same way. But we're going to come to that character later because they had a match. All right, amigos, keep that in mind. Let's keep on forward. But what's your final star rating? Uh, on this match, say, on that match, I would characters, say, match, tempo, everything. Okay, but character and temp, character uh, two or three tempo, I would give it a five because it was a perfect balance. It was up and down, up and down, up and down. It made me. So what's long... your what's your final rating? Five. Five out of five. Yeah. Fuck me, amigos. We're starting big. <laughs> I I think I'd give it a two and a half. Oh shit, that's a big difference. I really like that match. All right, amigos. Uh, and I'll say this. This is something I noticed. And this is something that was going on throughout the whole fucking pay-per-view. And it's also a humongous contributor why I feel like anyone from today can sit down and watch WrestleMania 1. That fucking crowd. Yeah. That fucking crowd. Holy shit. I mean, amigos, the wrestlers. I mean, they they could, they could just look at the crowd, and the whole arena would fucking explode. It wasn't moves that made them explode. It was the mannerisms. It was the body language. It was, I, I don't know how to put this. Faces were face, and heels were heels. Yeah, there was no no tweeners. There was no. F God, I swear to God, I'm gonna be Jim Cornette by the end of this. The crowd went insane. To yeah. Tito fucking Santana, when he looked at the crowd and smiled, the women just threw their panties at the fucking ring. Yeah, and not to be, I I don't want to be Mexican. I don't want to be Mexican like my host. I don't want to say amigos. I want to say friends. Uh, friends who are listening, hopefully. Uh, we're gonna come to a match. I, I believe we're gonna come to a match, a tag match, where we can really describe the oh, crowd right reaction. Right. We're, yeah. gonna, we're talking about so faces. So stick heels. around, and we, you will really see a payoff from this conversation. And another thing I noticed: there was no music. No, I reacted to that too. Uh, there was. There was. We had Lord Alfred Hayes, and yeah. we're gonna get to him. Oh God! Yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> we had Lord Alfred Hayes say, "All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, the next match is Tito Santana versus the Executioner. It's gonna be a hell of a good fight." And the match just fucking started. Yeah. And you're sitting there like, what the f did, did I skip? Did I sit on my Apple TV remote? What the fuck's going on? No. That's just how WrestleMania was. Mm -hmm. All right, then. I actually prefer that, to be honest. I don't. I preferred it because I don't want to see Baron Corbin make his entrance, for example. <laughs> And I really don't want to see John Cena make his entrance, but I have to because he's the guy. He's the man. Well, he was the guy. He uh, was the man. Now we got the me. big dog. Yeah, we got a big dog. Dana, Dana, <laughs> ah, fuck me upside down. <laughs> All right, match number two. We got King Kong Bundy versus Special Delivery Jones. I was so happy because, like, oh fuck yes, I've never seen a match with Special Delivery Jones. <gasps> And how wrong I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's build. Uh, let's create a club for that because I've never heard of the guy. I've never seen a match with him, and I didn't hear what they were saying. So I, I thought they say STD Jones. <laughs> I was like, 
Who? <laughs> this is the beginning of the coronavirus. <laughs> STD Jones. He would give you herpes in the asshole. <laughs> no, this was King Kong Bunny versus S.D. Jones. And it's, it took me... It, look, this introduction to the match is longer than the actual match itself. <laughs> yeah, it is. Because it set the standard for WrestleMania matches when it comes to the shortest match. It was nine seconds long. Yeah. Now, if you actually counted with a stopwatch, you'll find that it's actually longer than nine Did seconds. Did you actually do that? Yes. Oh, it's fuck, actually, I hate you so It's much. actually... 30 seconds long but who's counting officially it's nine obviously you do it's nine seconds long this was a squash match on wrestlemania yeah obviously there's something wrong <laughs> at first wrestlemania listen to this wrestling fans out there on the first wrestlemania something was wrong <laughs> how could you imagine the product Fucking squash match on the first Fuck this match. This match sucked. Yeah, it did. It did. Uh, and I don't really understand. Sure, I, I I wasn't even born then, so I can't say anything about the stars. Or... Okay, in my eyes, you and our two amigos are really old. Five seconds ago, you don't say amigos because you're not... Okay, I'm, I'm not a Mexican. You and our two friends, you guys are old as fuck compared to me. That's in my view. 17 minutes we've said. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's keep it, on going. It's mostly my fault, so. I gotta say this, and I noticed this when it comes to the promos. Yeah. Amigos, for you of those, for for you of those that don't know, you got Mean Gene Oakland in the middle, and it's it's the same formula. He turns to the faces. Yeah. They cut this promo, and immediately after he turns to the right. And the heel wrestler is in the same fucking room yeah. cutting a heel promo. Yeah. And going like, well, you know, this wrestler said this. And I'll tell you what, Mean Gene, he's wrong. And I'm going to beat him down. They're in the same fucking room. And I love it. <laughs> yeah, I actually liked it too. I and, fucking love it. And I love that. Uh, that shit was not live. That was pre-recorded. Yes. It was pre-recorded, but it was one take with the promos. Yeah, it was. And you could tell. Because, look, you can say what you want about scripted promos. Did you notice that some wrestlers were looking at the dummy cards? <laughs> they, look, imagine that you're standing in front of a camera, all right? And as, as the person watching you, you can see the eyes of the wrestler just glaring down to the down left reading what's on the cards while telling the scripted promos. So, the whole thing with scripted promos existed after 2000. Suck my d Lick my You're full of shit. Scripted promos existed in the 80s. Well, it could be something Bullet else. Bullet points. Huh? Bullet points. No, fuck that. I don't even know what that is. Uh, so anyway. I, then I would say... So, and I'll say this before we talk about the third match. The tempo in WrestleMania is crazy fast. Yeah, but I actually liked it. It was it was introduction, promo, match, introduction, promo, match. Tempo was just... Yeah. It was fucking crazy. But, it, but they did keep up. Everyone kept Ex up. Exactly. I, I was stunned. I was like, maybe it's because WrestleMania was never live. It was just... They could edit it. Yeah, it could be. So it was a tempo, 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 tempo. And but we got to save tape. But look, 
No, wait. Some of it was live because at the beginning it says WrestleMania. No, okay. at the beginning it says WrestleMania live. So yes, WrestleMania was live, but it had taped yeah. promos, and other parts were taped. Yeah. Third match: Matt Bourne versus Ricky Steamboat. I got two comments. Number one: Ricky Steamboat, if I could have your body, man, you fucking god. Second comment. Matt Bourne, the wrestler Ricky Steamboat wrestled. Do you know who that is? Nope. Matt Bourne, that wrestled Ricky Steamboat mm -hmm. WrestleMania 1. Doink the Clown. <laughs> yep! That was Doink the Clown. Oh, God. The best character ever. Kind of like the great Kali is the most technical wrestler ever. All right, let's continue onward. <laughs> and I noticed that Matt Bourne, he was great in the ring. But sweet Jesus, he cannot cut a promo to save his life. No, that, that was terrible. That was I think horrendous. he was the first one that I noticed uh, were watching the dummy cards. Yeah, or no. He, or, no or, he, the, or the boom. 90% of him was looking down yeah. at the fucking cards. Yeah. And it's so fucking obvious because it's not just the eyes looking. No, know. it was the head too. Yeah, the head too. Yeah. He's basically, his whole head is tilted down. I will tell you what, Ricky Steamboat. Turn the page. That's what... That's why you should have a teleprompter in that case. Exactly, because your eyes are focused on the camera. Yeah. Wait, we never give a rating to King Kong Bundy versus S.D. Jones. Out of five stars. <laughs> S.D. Jones. Out of five stars. <sighs> I give it zero stars. Uh, I'm going to be a hippie for once, so I give it one for love. One for love. One for love. Freddy is the lover. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the biggest Matt, asshole in the room. Matt Born versus Ricky Steamboat. How many stars? Because it's been 22 minutes. We can't be talking for, for no, no, several no, hours. No, we yeah, gotta, no, we no, gotta... no. Uh, well, um, I'm going to give it four. Just because... Four stars? Because of Steamboat. Jesus. He is the stars. All right. No, I can get that. Yeah. I will give it one and a half star. Jesus. And one and a half because of... Ri look at WrestleMania and look at Ricky Steamboat's shoulders. <laughs> That's why he gets One of a half stars. This fucking shoulders, man. Fourth match: David Sammartino, the son of the legendary Bruno Sammartino, yeah. versus. The fuck did I write? Brutus Beefcake, not Brutus the Barber Beefcake, mind you. Brutus the something Beefcake. The Beefcake. Yeah. Well, we did get a good view of the Beefcake, as the commentator said. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, no, there's a lot of... Uh, I've always hated the character Brutus the Beefcake. Barber, the Barber Beefcake. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you, do you hate the Brutus... Do you hate Brutus Beefcake or do you hate no, Brutus the Barber? No, the Barber. The okay. Barber Beefcake. With the I head scissors. Yeah, I hate that. I think that's so fucking weird and awkward. And okay. The white and the pink tights and that is all fucked up and stuff like that. But um, I actually like this side of Brutus. I enjoyed watching a heel Brutus. With those kind of tights, that kind of in-ring charisma. 100% agree with you. The heel Brutus. Is so oh, that was so much better. That was. Uh, it was yeah. light years. I was like, "Where the fuck have you been?" In history, boy. No, but I enjoyed it. So, yeah, uh, the match itself was too many work holds. God, yeah. I got sick of the world calls. Dude, and when, and dude when, I wrote this. And when match I, number four, David Sammartino versus Brutus, versus Brutus. 
also known as Head Slash Footlock the Match. Yeah. My God, David Sammartino. You're, you're doing something wrong when a face applies work codes all of the time. And then something is wrong. And amigos, not only not only did David apply the, the holds, 90% of it was against Brutus' foot. Yeah. So probably you're probably thinking, well, that's because David Sabatino's finisher has to do something with his foot. No. Nope. And he didn't apply. He just them did right. it because it was so obvious he was not ready for prime time. No, he wasn't. He was not ready. This was, I mean, he was green. Damn. But anywho, no. Also, with all due respect, I never think of myself that that I'm have the privilege to talk back or talk down or something like that because yeah. I didn't do it enough exactly. and I yeah. sucked at it. I could take I could take a whole a damn of a flip bump. I was good at that or a face bump. But all in all, I sucked. But I do know that the face is not supposed to take uh, spend ninety percent of the match doing stuff. And we have to remember holds. this is an episode of Raw. This is Wrestle Goddamn Motherfucking Mania. Yeah. I'm sorry, David. You weren't fucking ready. No. Nope. I give this match zero stars. Yeah, me too. Side notes. A plus on the side because seeing Brutus as a heel, way better. Okay. All right. Match number five. Greg Valentine versus Junkyard Dog. Yeah. And I'll say this. Amigos, this is the first match where you get an entrance song. This was what this was for the this was here. This was for the Intercontinental Belt. And young look, Greg the Hammer Valentine, the legend himself. He didn't get an entrance song. No, but Junkyard did. But Junkyard Dog got an entrance song. Right, I, first entrance song in the whole fucking pay per view, and we're halfway in. I think that give him giving Junkyard the entrance song and not Hammer. I thought it helped putting him over. Yes, because the face got the entrance song. Because, to be honest, we got a lot of crowd reactions in the, this WrestleMania. Yeah, we did a lot of crowd reactions, but that was one hell of a pop. When junk look, throughout the years I've listened to so many podcasts and so many of them keeps telling me how over for casual fans that means how popular, how accepting the crowd was of that wrestler, how over Junkyard Dog was. Yeah. But I've never seen a match with him. Me neither. This was the first match I saw with them. And as soon as Junkyard Dog came out, the fucking stadium stood up. Yeah. I was like, okay, I get it. A good, he was beloved. I think a, a good comparison for the casual fans. Everyone knows CM Punk. Everyone knows their crowd reaction to CM Punk. I would say for a casual fan that that was really close for an early WrestleMania and an early time in the televised era uh, CM Punk reaction. The whole crowd that we could see since the crowd was... Not lit, but what we could see that was kind of a CM Punk reaction. Everyone stood up and went batshit crazy. No, that was fucking insane. And I will say this before we continue. My personal 
personally, my favorite era of wrestling will always be in the 90s, WCW, not WWF. I did not grow up with Stone Cold. I grew up with Goldberg. I didn't grow up with Undertaker. I grew up with Sting. It was WCW. That being said, I can fucking get why people call the 80s wrestling as the golden age of wrestling. The fucking crowd went insane. WrestleMania 1 is not only watchable, it's recommended. Not so much because of the wrestling. It's because of the crowd. Mm. And if you think I'm overreacting, I dare you to watch WrestleMania 1. And put it on high volume. The crowd just, they're insane. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, especially when you watch Raw week to week like I do. The crowd's so fucking dead. Hmm. They're so dead. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, I don't, I, like, like, we got to keep forward. Fucking. Uh, the where um, uh, fuck my twice on the, twice on Sunday. Greg Valentine versus Junk Junk Dog. How many? How many stars? Rating. Three or four, I don't really know. I, I really enjoyed the match. It was perfect. I mean, the, both of the wrestlers showed us that they know what they're doing. They had a good tempo. They had all the shine and the rise and the cutoff and stuff like that. Yeah, four. Four out of five. Yeah. The and ending was disappointing. I give it a two out of five. God, we're different. I rem- no, remember, two out of five for me means I enjoyed it. Yeah. Two out of five means for me, and yeah, I like this match. Mm. You, my my goal is to you will almost never hear five stars, mm. ever. So you so mean, when I say two point five, that for for you as a listener, that should that should be a hmm, maybe I should watch this match. So you're saying that I'm a four star hoe <laughs> since I deliver four stars all the time. I've ever known my goddamn life. I'm proud of it. Yeah. All right then. Match number six. Barry. No Barry points. Windham and Mike Rotunda versus oh, Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov. Here we go. And before we start with this match, I gotta ask you: Do you know who Mike Rotunda was? No, I recognize. I recognized him, but I couldn't place him. Do you know who who he was in this match? No. You know, in the American team, you had a blonde one. Yeah. And, okay, not the the blonde one was Barry Wyndham. The brown-haired one was Mike Rotunda. Oh shit! I thought it was on the way around. Mike Rotunda, in the nineties, was IRS. No shit. And in the two thousand, he became the father of Bray Wyatt. Oh god. Suck on that one! <laughs> I, I almost said something stupid. That was Mike Rotunda. Oh, God. The father of Bray Wyatt. Jesus. But uh, it was actually the blonde one I recognize. But Barry Wyndham. But I don't know why I recognize him. He was part of a famous tag team. And I'm so embarrassed. I can't remember which tag team it was. But he was part of a famous tag team. I know that. It might be that. That might be the reason why I recognize him. But let's not go into that. Yeah, Barry Wyndham, Mike Rotunda versus Iron Sheik. I humble you. And 
Nikolai Volkov. Da 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 What did you think of the match? Well, first of all, when he sang the Russian or the Soviet Union national anthem. Yeah, Soviet Union, USSR. I might not be a Red Wing. Well, I like the Detroit Red Wings. That's that's, that's as much as red as I go. Right. You otherwise, like Detroit Red Wings early 2000s. Yeah, but today. otherwise not I'm kind of like the all black, all blue. I'm, yeah, but my reaction to him singing the anthem was, bitch, you don't know Russian for... He was American. Yeah, because, dude, I could actually, I actually know the Soviet Union anthem because I, I liked it since a kid because of Rocky. But so I studied it and learned it and stuff like that. So when I heard him singing, I was like, bitch, you're just using that to don't know shit about anything outside and America. That's my only comment because I'm keep you talking about it. Yeah. That's my only comment when I saw this match. The only thing that went through my head is, my God, is it easy to trick an American? An American. Yeah. <laughs> it's in, look, look, look. To justify it, an American during the '80s, internet wasn't popular. All this shit and. The propaganda in the United States was fucking USA enemy. I know the Cold War so was in the sixties. I know. You're not telling me that the America today is not pro America and everything outside sucks. Not at this point. Okay, that's why they have Trump as a president because nothing else outside of that's America different. sucks. That's okay, different. that's different. That's okay. different. I'll say this though. Watching WrestleMania one. I mean, amigos, for you, for those of you who haven't watched WrestleMania one. Nikolai Volkov, an American, is fake singing the Russian anthem. And it's the first time in the whole pay-per-view where you see the crowd throwing garbage at the ring. And doing jerk-off signs and screaming. At the pay-per-view. And the camera is yeah. showing the crowd making jerk-off signs. Yeah. And Nikolai Volkov isn't even singing the real Russian anthem. That's how easy it is to trick these motherfuckers. He's basically just going. Didn't notice he'd even. Communist and Lenin and Rasputin and people are throwing garbage at this motherfucker. Didn't notice. I don't know if you know the anthem. I don't. Okay, but basically it's just the same. I know two things about Russia. Number one. They They're suck. the worst team in hockey because they cheat as motherfuckers. Yeah, like the Finns. And, oh, yeah. God damn. <laughs> and the only thing, the other thing I know about Russia is they're very anti-gay. Those yeah. stupid motherfuckers. Yeah. Anyway, point is, the, the, people are throwing garbage at this, and at the end, the Iron Sheik, a legitimate legend, yeah. takes the microphone and goes, "Russia number one," and yeah. people oh. goes in. The crowd just loses their yeah. fucking mind. They're trying to invade the ring. Yeah. And then he goes, Iran, number one. People are still, boom, throwing garbage and socks and oh, shoes. People went at the They were insane. Yeah. And then he goes, America, pui. And I've never in my life seen a crowd go so ballistic in my life. We almost went through the TV screen. I was like, that was when I started write down, these motherfuckers are, they're going to kill Vince. 
Yeah. It. Look. Joking aside, let let's come down a little. It says there. What do you? Gi- how many star ratings do you give Barry Wenham, Mike Rotunda versus Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov? How many stars? That is a, that's actually she. Uh, that's actually easy for me. Yeah, mine's my boost is out too. But I think I'm actually gonna give it a five. Holy shit! Yeah, because that's the kind of reaction I want the wrestler to give the crowd. I want the crowd to have that reaction. Pure fucking hate to heal. I'm so sick and tired. I mean, sure, I'm I'm proud of it. I'm a fucking mark. We both are. I, I sort of understand wrestling. I still stand by that all the guys I know in Stockholm Wrestling, they're fucking pros. They are worth a hell of a lot. They know shit. I don't. But on my level, I think that I am a mark because I allow myself to be one. I mean, I'm fucking fanboy to Marcus Man. I'm a fanboy. I have Marcus yeah, Man's I know. I know this. autograph. Mark- so, hey, Marcus, if you're listening to this, God bless you. Yeah, God bless you, mate. But the thing is, I, I'm a hell of a mark, and I'm proud of it, even though I know how wrestling works. Yeah, it and, makes it special. And the thing is, when I see Iron Sheik and uh, Nikolai Volkov, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? The thing is, I hate them, but I love to hate them. But what I see is that, Jesus, these guys know how to make their job. They do their job. So yeah. They know it's how to insane. do their job. So I give it a 5 out of 5. I, I don't even remember the match. I just remember how the heels were doing their job. The faces sucked. But the heels were doing a fantastic job. And the ending. I perfect. called it. I called it, it dude. Perfect. I it called it. It was perfect. That's so, not a spoiler. That's not a spoiler. Let's just say it was perfect. Yeah. I'll say this. Something I didn't like was, uh, like I said before, when Nikolai Volkov starts singing, the crowd started throwing garbage in. And then Iron Sheik goes, Iran number one, Russia number one, USA three, and everyone's you know spooing them. Yeah. When Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda came in, they were the second group of wrestlers that had an interest theme uh, song. That's something that I felt. Uh, and it blew the God roof. God damn it! Yes, it blew the roof. But I also felt that okay, it's so obvious what they're trying to do. Irish Sheik is putting down America, so let's put on the theme song for America. Imagine if and here comes right Mike Rotunda, imagine Barry Windham, the heroes. It's so obvious that I go like, yeah, okay, you're trying to manipulate. Imagine if that was a Hulk Hogan match. Holy fuck! That was every Hulk Hogan match. No, it It was manipulation. Yeah, yeah, but imagine if it was not those guys coming out, but if it was Mr. T and Hulk Hogan. All the roof would not exist. I don't, we'll get to that, amigos. And yeah. um, I mean, that's basically what we got to summarize. Amigos, it's a, it's a short break. You won't notice, but we will when I gotta add it. Alright, amigos, the break's over, and I, you know, through the power of edit, you won't notice a thing. But for us, it's been like 10 fucking minutes. Let's jump into the fucking next match, and that match is match number seven, Big John Stud versus Andre the Giant. Wow, this match sucked dick. Yeah. There we go. This match was fucking horrible. Yeah, it was. I don't even know what to say. All right, commentary is great on this one. 
How many how many star ratings do you give this shit? <laughs> negative five. Holy shit! All right. Oh, negative one. I I have to show some love. Yeah, the only thing I can say is I get to see Andre the Giant wrestle. Yeah, sure, that Barely. was really great. No, yeah, but did he ever really wrestle? Wrestle. I give it a zero point five stars. Then I would give it a. Zero. I like the story where you have to, because the point with the story, I mean, is for you, for those of you who haven't watched it, is whoever slams the first person first wins. Not only the match, they win a not a suitcase, a um, a bag, a, a bag filled with money. And spoilers! Andre wins. And when he wins, he takes the bag and throws the money out to the crowd. We might have to add that Stud is a really big... Was a really big wrestler too. He was humongous. I I believe that everyone that ever heard of Andre the Giant knows that he was a fucking giant. No, no, he was a legitimate giant. He he couldn't live a normal life. But Stud is also a freak of nature. No, no, he was... So... What do you give that match? You gave it 0.5? 0.5. Well, since I'm a power of positivity and some, such a loving person, I would give it 0.5 and a half. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I believe in love, okay? Match number eight. Wendy Richter versus... <laughs> the fuck did I write? Lilana, Lilana Kai? Who the fuck is Liliana that? Liliana Kai, I think Let's, it was. Okay, whatever. The women's match. <laughs> yeah. I can actually mention now what I said to you when we were watching yeah. it. So when we were watching this match, we were both like... Or Freddie told me, you should write down your thoughts about this match. And I went, no, I don't have to because I can summarize what I feel about this match with one sentence. But I never heard what Freddie thought. Freddie, what's your opinion about this match? Well, when I started, started watching res- uh, wrestling and women's wrestling... That was the Divas division. And sure, I was in my puberty, so I loved the Braun Pandys matches with Tora Wilson or Sable. But anywho, I enjoyed watching old school women's wrestling because, God, did they put up a fight. And it wasn't a bonafide Botchamania like it would be with the Bella Twins, where I still want a drinking competition between you, me, and our good two friends. No, because I want to live. Yeah, me too, but fuck it. We're only going to die once, and we're going to live once. Uh, but I... No, I really jo- enjoyed it. So I, I could see the evolution. I, I saw that this is legitimate wrestling fighting, and it's, you do this for a living. You're not hired to flash your boobs or your ass or being obje- objectified. And then you have the, the Divas division, which I grew up with. And yeah, it was object. The women were objectified. Oh, yeah, they were hired not for the talent, but oh. for the looks. And now, sure, I'm not mature. <laughs> Fuck no, I'm not. But I have matured. And back in the day, I enjoyed the Divas Revolution, uh, the Divas Division, because of the puberty. And let's not go into it. <laughs> but I really love what the women's division is now. We have Charlotte. We have Becky. We have talent. Women's wrestling has never been as good as it is today. No, but that was... What we saw today, that was as close as we would ever get. That being said, I told you... I could summarize the women's match in WrestleMania 1 with one sentence. And that's this. This is not women's wrestling. 
because there was no difference between this and men's wrestling when it comes to psychology, the wrestling moves, the point of the match. There was no show. There's no like, oh, now the women are here. Let's make them do this shit. This is the piss break. No. The way they wrestled was exactly the same as the men's wrestling. The only difference is it's two women doing it to each other. You wanted to watch it. It was fucking great. And you wanted to watch it not because of the gender, because of the wrestling. Because, exactly. That's what I mean. This match was fucking better than like 80% of the diva generation. I give this two and a half stars. Also, Cindy Lauper, she did a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> Cheers. I'm giving it two. You remember Amigos, Freddy is a misogynist. <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but thank you, my friend. Can someone please uh, PM me on Messenger oh, no, no, and tell no, me no, what no, that trust is? Trust me, when this when this episode gets released, we're I'm, you're gonna find me hanged. <laughs> you're gonna find amigos. When I'm recording this, so you get a you know certain time. I've released an episode, an episode of my normal epi- on my normal The Strange Perspective, where I defend Bethesda. If that do- doesn't kill me, this episode will. Well, I'm still. I'm still haven't heard your episode where you trash talk Mass Effect. So there is a chance that I will kill you before everyone hearing this episode. Hey, it's called a strange, pers- a strange perspective, amigos. I'm not trying to convince you of anything. I'm just trying to give you a different perspective on things that maybe you didn't think about. But this is WrestleMania, goddammit! The main event! Yeah, the more exciting. Roddy Piper! Oh, yeah. Mr. Wonderful! Yeah. Paul Orndorff! Versus... Hulk, Hogan, and Mr. G. Hit me. No. Well, I. It doesn't matter how, when, or where, but I will always get goosebumps from Roddy Piper. I love that man to death. That's a great freaking genius. Cheers to Roddy Piper. Yeah. Headphone users, be careful. We're gonna clink in one, two, two three. three. You've been warned. Uh, Roddy Piper is a bona fide Hall of Famer. Yeah. And just. He's. he's what I feel for Randy Savage, which is different than yours, <laughs> I promise you. Yeah, because I hate the guy. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's a real ring genius. I mean. The point of view we had, the best sell ever to a move. To a move. The best sell ever. The Rocks to Stone Cold Steve Austin's Stone Cold Summer. Yeah, but okay, that was a close-up. That, that's a real good sell. That's no, that's one, my favorite sell of all okay, time. Okay, but this was a great sell, okay? The atomic drop, reverse to- atomic drop. Roddy Piper. And the camera was like... How far could it be? No, it 20 meters distance. or something? Yeah. A really big dif- uh, a really big distance from the ring. But we started laughing so hard because, dude, that guy could sell. He sold, when he sold wrestling moves, he did it so that the, the, the very last person who bought the, the worst tickets ever, he could still see 
what's going on in the ring to, because of the body language that the wrestler did in this case Roddy Piper to, to I put mean, it simple oh, fuck I to, miss I miss old school wrestling dude I miss old to put school it simple, wrestling watching he's this. kind of selling you could be in the nosebleed section that's what I mean yeah. the worst tickets ever and you'll still be able to understand oh I know I know the story that's being told I'm sorry, amigos. I love wrestling to this day, but it's it's a lost art. Yeah. Say I don't give a f- say what you want about WrestleMania. One, oh, it's so boring. Say what you want. It's 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 a lost art. Yeah, it is. Anyway, this match, the tempo in this match was fucking insane. It was it was this. It was non-stop. Three stars out of five. Paul Orndorff, your body, I wish I had it. Roddy Piper, one of the best heels of all time. Hulk Hogan, I will always love you. And now I will definitely be killed. Yeah. This main event was just three stars out of five. I loved every second of it. I agree with you. Three. We gotta agree sometime. WrestleMania one, you know what? It gave me hope. God, it smells good. It gave me hope for the for this fucking podcast special that I'm doing with Freddie. Danny Strange, Freddie, going through all the WrestleManias, baby. First WrestleMania, my final rating. Three stars out of five. Fantastic. Loved it. You want my rating? Yeah, I guess. Well, <laughs> I don't know what rating to give because I think the WWE is a broken product. And, uh, but I would... What? You're giving WrestleMania 1 the rating. Yeah. Not WrestleMania today. WrestleMania 1, I would say... No, I gotta say five out of five because that's a WrestleMania. the The WrestleMania I've enjoyed the most since the WrestleMania I watched with uh, Nicholas. I think it was two years ago. Yeah, and that was. And for references, this is this is recorded March twenty twenty, WrestleMania thirty six. The WrestleMania of twenty twenty has not happened yet, so you give it five out of five. I give it three out of five. There you go, amigos. That was the first episode of a Mark's perspective on WrestleMania 1. I fucking hope you enjoyed it. This was a fucking blast recording it. Yeah. Freddie, thank you so much. Thank you for We're going to watch WrestleMania 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, and on and on and on and on and on. But I will say this. Before we end this episode, I want to ask you the very last question. Would you recommend this WrestleMania to a fan of WWE 2020? Yes. Freddie, any final words? Yeah. Uh, there's an honor being here. I feel really honored being here. And I want to say to you, keep up the good work. You're doing a hell of an entertaining job. Your podcast is really good. So it's been fun being here, even though I was terrified. But it was fun, I'm honored, I enjoyed it, and keep it up.
And if you enjoyed what you heard on this episode, please remember to rate it on your podcast app, comment, because it spreads awareness, and please share it. Share it with your friends, families, and social media, amigos. I'll see you in the next one. Until then, adios. Hey, what's up, amigos? I'm recording this part several months after doing the first episode of Mark's Perspective and having time to listen back to this. uh, (laughs) Let's just say there has to be some changes. Look, if you've listened throughout this whole episode, thank you. Thank you so much. I am aware that there are several things me and Freddie can do to improve this product, and we've already recorded several episodes, and I do feel like we've improved a lot. The first episode was, I wouldn't say awkward, because both me and Freddie had a lot of fun, but you could definitely tell that the chemistry was a little off. You could definitely tell that we needed some practice with the whole thing, and I do honestly believe that we succeeded with that we succeeded with that Uh, episode two is much more gelled and episode three even has guests so if you like this or even if you disliked it but you kept on listening know that we are aware of the things that can be improved upon and we've done that the reason why this episode has been so delayed is because there was a lot, and I do mean a lot of fucking editing I had to do. Um, but, hey, at least it got released, right? So, anyway, point is this. If you enjoyed this, if you enjoyed the actual idea behind this with me and Freddie going through every WrestleMania, just know that we we are improving. We are improving. And we have had, we have several episodes in the bag. So while I do pr- appreciate feedback, know that that specific feedback won't be implemented for at least a couple of episodes. Anyway, enough excuses. I had a blast recording this. I know Freddie did as well. And I fucking hope you enjoyed listening to this. There will be a hell of a lot more episodes and they'll be released when they're released. The, these episodes have no special schedule. It's not a once in a month. It's not a every Saturday type of thing. They will be released whenever the fuck they're released. There's no schedule. There's nothing tied to this at all. But in re-editing and re uh, reworking this episode this episode <laughs> is so fucking delayed that i could release it to my one year anniversary and i felt yeah fuck it this episode is my one year anniversary not a special since it's gonna keep going for a while but it is my way to do something special for my one year anniversary The second episode won't be coming up for a while, so even though this episode is almost an hour long, I do feel like you don't need to listen to all of it at the same time. And remember, Mark's perspective, it's two friends getting drunk talking about wrestling. Just don't fucking take what we're we're saying too seriously. Don't. 
It's just two drunken guys having fun, talking shit. All right? So just try not to get fucking offended by anything and try not to lose your mind over anything we're saying. If you don't like it, you can just turn it off. This is a sub-podcast to my usual stuff. That's the song kicking in. This is me saying goodbye. Amigos! Adios! Yeah.